It's time to crack a cold one and wreck some rankings on Wrecked Rankings. Welcome to Wrecked Rankings. This is Nathan, and I have to say I am very thankful to be here today. Do you know why that is, Matthew? You know, I'm not exactly sure why, but I also woke up in a very thankful mood today. Why is that? It's because I love doing this podcast, and I'm very thankful to be working with you. That is why. You are just a gentleman and a scholar. But uh, beyond that, we are now in the month of November, and Mm -hmm. that also means that a great holiday in Thanksgiving is coming up here in America. So that is uh, something that I'm thankful for, and it is a great uh, contributor to this mood I'm in. Is it weekday football? It is weekday football, but... uh, also, on top of that, you know, with Thanksgiving, all your uh, loved ones and, uh, and and not loved ones come into town. I Like the Detroit I, I Lions? <laughs> I probably should have just said friends and family, but uh, regardless of your relationships with your friends and family, including any in-laws, uh, one thing that Thanksgiving always means is food. And I think food is something we all love. I don't know why you have... He has a really puzzling look on his face. Uh, of course we all love food. Um, food's the only reason we can stand family most of the time. Um, you know, you combine that with football, you know, down here we like to watch the Cowboys lose every Thanksgiving. (laughs) Perfect tradition. But no, food is literally the delicious glue that holds everything together. Uh, And and in some cases it's also booze. Just depends on the uh, exact circumstances, but that's also another major factor (laughs) for being honest. But uh, yeah, so uh, today's topic is Thanksgiving food. And, And so what is that? And so for me, really the way I kind of took it is pretty much anything that you would expect to be served at a Thanksgiving meal. So that would include appetizers, entrees, side dishes, desserts, the whole shebang. Basically anything while you're sitting at a Thanksgiving table, you would expect to be served. Was that kind of how you took it as well? Well, I mean, I don't know what fancy debonair lifestyle you live (laughs) where people are still serving you on Thanksgiving. (laughs) You know, in my family growing up, everything was kind of either laid out in the kitchen if we were being lazy, and you'd go get it yourself, or it'd be on the table. All right. Well, well, well family style, somebody has to still serve the family dish for everybody. I don't know. So there's I, still a serving element to it. I don't it. think you're being fully transparent. But, uh, I guess the uh, the one caveat I'll, I'll put in is, uh, especially here in Texas, there's not only just traditional Thanksgiving-type foods, but, I mean, we, we have different variations, especially, like, with Mexican culture. You know, there's other types of entrees that will come in, like tamales and things like that. But I, I will I, clarify... Hold on. I loved, I loved the way you said tamales. <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, but uh, kind of as the ground rule, what, what I decide is I will save all those variations for in the future where we do a Mexican dishes, top five, worst five. So, so for the time being, I, I've kind of put those aside, so... Before you think I've committed some grand atrocity by not including one or more of those dishes, that that's uh, the reason being. So it, it's it's uh, you nothing were, gets you that. are really defensive here. I think but, uh, this is a really long this is a really long and drawn out way I, of saying. I will say no, uh, no. All you had to say <laughs> was if you went to Luby's or Golden Corral on your Thanksgiving meal, this is exactly the kinds of foods <laughs> that would be there. I, that's not untrue. <laughs> But uh, what I will say is, even apart from that, I think there's some controversy in my list, and I think we'll we'll hit that as we go. But uh, what what beer are we drinking today, Matt? We are drinking a nice uh, another one. You know, a, a German beer. Uh, this is a Brooklyn Oktoberfest Lager. Um, it's actually pretty good. 
Uh, so, you know, I know a few weeks ago we had a... The Southern oh, Star. Southern Star German beer. Oh, and, uh, this one is far superior. So, you know, yeah. it's definitely, you know... Looking at the information, it's a, a Mersen lager, which is supposed to be medium to full body, depending on, you know, the the exact... Uh, That's like me. <laughs> but, but, yeah, th- this one's definitely... A little bit lighter than I was expecting, so I, I know when you see Oktoberfest, you're expecting something to be, I guess, leaning more towards the heavy side. Still, still kind of like the the lighter profiles, but still that that heavier body to it. And I, I think this one's a definitely more towards the medium versus the heavy side. And I, I do like the taste of this one a lot. I think this one may beat out the the Southern Star Oktoberfest thus far, uh, but I guess we'll we'll see if we have any huge changes of heart on, on this one. We can talk about that later in the show. But Yeah, uh, I'll just give you a weird look, and then we'll go back to Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, is there anything else you have to add before we go into this? Any thoughts you have? No, I think you pretty well covered it. Um, again, Thanksgiving, for the most part, you can't go wrong. You're going to enter a food coma no matter what. It's just, what are you shoving into your face? You know, I, I, I'm right before we get started, I'm wondering... Who's going to mess this up more? Because from my perspective, you know, most Thanksgiving foods are great. And that's the whole reason they keep getting included. But then on, on the same side, so, so I guess, yeah, with that with that thought I just said, you know, I'm probably going to get some hate for leaving off some of these things. But then the flip side, you're probably going to have to hate on some classics just because there there are some. Now, you would think that, but I feel very passionately that all of the foods on my list are May not be terrible, but they're vastly overrated. All right, so then bring on the hate. I will. I will hold you to that as we go. But uh, getting into number five on the best list, kicking off with that controversy, I promised you, I put ham here, and so ham, ham. Yes, the the main entree you always hear about at Thanksgiving, of course, here in America, is turkey. So turkey is really the go to at everything, but. Ham is the most popular alternative choice to turkey, beating out other types of meat options as well. And I think ham is a fantastic entree and is somewhat of an unsung hero. I mean, you get a nice honey glazed ham. It's going to be you know moist. You don't have to worry about constantly making sure your your turkey's not going to be too dry and basting it every however long you determine is the the correct length of time. You're going to get a great flavor out of it. I mean, everybody likes ham. I think. I mean, obviously, now, if now. you have if you have any religious reasons, you can't eat ham. That 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 makes a big big difference. But uh, oh, now now hold on here, sir. So, you know, just disclaimer: I love meat. I, I could eat just you know, if you're having a barbecue, I I will just eat the meat. I don't need any sides. I don't need bread. But that being said, I think ham is vastly overrated on the Thanksgiving menu. All right, okay. I don't believe it has a place. All right, if you have a good fried turkey, that's all you need. It needs to be fried, too, people. Fried, maybe smoked, but just mm-hmm. oven turkey doesn't cut it anymore, all right? It doesn't do it. A <laughs> couple things about the ham. Every Thanksgiving meal I've been to, every family I've eaten Thanksgiving with, nobody eats the damn ham. There's like 80% of the ham left at the end of it, and it's great the next day when you want ham and eggs. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it just kind of sits there. Two... The ham juices get everywhere. You're trying to get some ham, and you peel back the foil, and you're, just you get yeah, ham juice. You're everywhere. complaining about the meat having too much juice. <laughs> I think that's 
That, that, yes. that, you're going wrong there. Like, no, I'm not going wrong there. All right, look, watch. You, you're, it's Thanksgiving, right? So you're not eat, Most people nowadays, our generation, we're not eating on fine china, all right? We're eating on the crappiest disposable plates we can get, and that ham juice will just seep right through it. Is that what you want? I mean, that that sounds pretty fantastic. I, I know I'm getting a juicy ham when I do that, and then do you go grab the your, Do you grab the pineapple, too? I, I, that that I leave off. That, that, oh, oh it, that's, it that's where you draw the line. It once the uh, baking process is complete. But, okay. uh, I mean, with your family gatherings, maybe uh, people aren't touching the ham because they don't want to be that guy that takes all the ham because they know everybody likes it. Maybe it's secretly they're showing some respect for the ham in that sense. So they're like, oh, I'll take a I ham. Don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so, I'll sir. leave the ham off. But uh, Again, I love ham. Just turkey is the star, or it should be the star of your Thanksgiving meal. Don't be lazy. It also doesn't take as much effort to make the ham as it does the turkey. Well, that, that's also great because if you're trying to put together a lot of dishes, you don't have to worry as much about the ham. Like going back to the turkey thing where you have to worry, hey, is my turkey going to end up drier than, than I hope for? So the, the ham is pretty much always going to stay moist. It's it, You're at way less risk of having a dry ham to where I think it's a... Consistent choice on... No, see, you're playing it safe. If you're playing it safe at Thanksgiving, I don't want it. All right? <laughs> we are playing to win. We are not the Lions playing at the 11 a.m. game every every Thanksgiving, all right? You need to get it right with your turkey. <laughs> all right. So I guess if you're in the risk-taking variety, maybe you want to challenge Uncle Ned to a fight at Thanksgiving because that's just kind of the uh, living by the seat of your pants lifestyle you like. Maybe ham isn't what you need. Ham is not what you need. <laughs> well, I think we'll agree to disagree on that. All right, what's your number five? So my number five, in a way, continues our conversation about playing it safe. Dinner rolls. Dinner rolls are my number five. This could be regular dinner rolls. This could be the Hawaiian sweet rolls. All right. Everyone has them all the time. If you're the friend at Friendsgiving and you're the cheap friend that nobody likes, that's what you're in charge of bringing the <laughs> rolls, right? Because you can't really mess up. Um, when you get the rolls on your plate, they're an afterthought. You're not making a sandwich with it, all right? You're not doing anything good with it. You might slather some butter on it. But, like, you have enough, enough things with fat and butter. Like, you don't need the rolls. What are you doing with it? There's, like... Are you, do you need more things to dip with gravy? Is that what you want? I mean, it's a great reset of the palate, just having a, a nice bite of roll. Is this in there. like ginger eating sushi? <laughs> is, it, it can be. Is it a cleanser? It's, it's, a, it's a different way, but but yeah, I guess in a similar purpose, it, it kind of helps you reset, get, get a nice bite of roll, uh, no. get back into it. Uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty surprised you're including dinner no, rolls here. No, no, this, this is. This, I'm so angry here. All right, look, watch. It, they might be okay when you first grab them, but who only goes to get one plate at Thanksgiving? No, you have to eat two, three, four times. And you know what? Someone always just leaves the rolls out. Nobody thinks to cover them, and nobody thinks to keep them hot. So they always get kind of hard and stalish, <laughs> and it's very depressing. You know what I'm talking about too, and then you go reheat it and just kind of, it's just not the Look, same. That's the benefit if the if you do go the Hawaiian rolls route because those you they are a lot better. Put out the packages and, and those will 
contain, you know, they, they won't dry out like fresh rolls will or the ones that, that you're going to be baking in some shape or form to where as they, they cool off, you're going to get, you know, that hardened texture. That, that's one of the beauty if you go the Hawaiian rolls route. I guess with the Hawaiian rolls too, I mean, there can be a good, nice balance to the meal depending on what other dishes you have to where the Hawaiian sweet rolls, it's really like a nice uh, change of pace to where it's, it's, you incorporate it into every so many bites once for that reset, but also you get a, a little bit of sweetness there. It's oh my a, God. I know what you're doing. You're not nice resetting. You know what you're doing? You're making a ham sandwich with the sweet <laughs> rolls, aren't you? You're taking your piece of ham and you're... There, sh- there's nothing wrong with that. Also, <laughs> this, on the Hawaiian rolls, you, you're talking about making sandwiches with them. There, There's something that I think is a little bit of a travesty that I want to point to. So uh, Dave and Buster's, the arcade... Okay. They uh, had kind of like this uh, menu, and I think they still have it, where they kind of have these crazy combinations. And uh, one of them was, it was called like the caveman combo. And what you get, it's like four sliders made with Hawaiian rolls. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it's stuck in there. But it, as far as that same combo, you also get a straight up bucket of ribs. And then you get fries as well. And so I think in total, the meal was like 4,000 calories or, or really close to 4,000 mm-hmm. calories. But I think at some point they actually took that same combo and just limited it to where you only get like a couple ribs and a, a couple other things to where I think they got the calorie count to like under 2,000. Yeah. So that that was something that I'd always wanted to try and I just never did it. And then I noticed one day the menu just changed out of nowhere. I know this is completely unrelated to our conversation, but I just wanted this to be heard. We, we need to get you that <laughs> meal, sir. I mean, it's... But can you imagine? Four four sliders and then just a whole bucket of ribs. That, that sounds pretty fantastic. It wouldn't be the worst way to go out. <laughs> no, but that's... But you're not getting sliders with these, all right? Again, they're, they're just rolls. Again, speaking of that, who chooses traditional dinner rolls over the Hawaiian rolls? Like, voluntarily. I can understand if they were sold out of the sweet Hawaiian rolls. But, like, who just chooses the plain dinner rolls? I mean, if you get a really good dinner roll, I can see it. Because, yeah, if you... Depending on the level of quality you get, you can beat the Hawaiian sweet rolls. But it it varies. And, yeah, especially if you if you decide to bake yourself or something, you always run the risk of losing the texture uh, along the way, especially as they cool down. Like, there, there's more risk you're running on that that side of the equation. But, but yeah, I think the safe choice is always going the Hawaiian sweet rolls. Um, as long as you make sure to buy them before Thanksgiving approaches, because those things sell out like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it, again, it's the last thing you think about. It, it's an afterthought. They're delicious, but it's just, uh, there's so many other things that are calorie dense and carb dense that you don't yeah. need that. So, no, that's all i got to say about dinner rolls, sir. All right, so going to number four, we're going to keep the controversy train rolling here. So, number four, I have sweet potato pie. And this one is controversial because, you know, usually the king of all Thanksgiving meals, and as you go forth, the dessert king is always pumpkin pie. Like, that's kind of like the classic go-to that everybody always points to. But for me, I think there's something to be said about a perfectly executed sweet potato pie. And and this is kind of what I envisioned for that. So you're talking a graham cracker crust. You're talking a good, smooth, tasteful filling going through. Like 
Yeah, you I really mean, love sweet potatoes, don't you? We're, we're good. If we're going here, in this instance, I do. And then, you know, it'll layer on the top with a really good, uh, you know, basically melted marshmallow layer on the top of it. And when you put it all together, if it's well executed, I think it beats out pumpkin pie every single time. And that's that's something I feel pretty comfortable with. There's other varieties, too, that'll mix in different, uh, you know, like brown sugar type treatments and things like that that I think are worth mentioning, but... I think sweet potato pie is kind of like an unappreciated dessert in that sense, where it always gets put in the background pumpkin pie, and sometimes people don't appreciate for what it is. But I, I think it's a truly excellent dessert. Do you have anything else you wanted to, you wanted to say before I rebuttal? Because my number four is very funny. It almost ties in. All right, you know, let's just... Let's, then let's, I, I want to give you your time. No, do, you, do you have anything else to say about sweet potato pie? This is how we'll play this. Let's just move into your number four, and then we'll go from there. And okay. then we'll see how it plays Because they're very close. Okay. <laughs> My number four on the worst, candied yams. Okay. Okay. So, again, one, what is really the difference between a yam and a sweet potato, Nathan? I mean, not much. Not much. All right. Anyway, so I mean, are they, are they different? <laughs> I mean, in I many ways, I, I, I mean, the yams, I guess, are, are slightly different shape, but I mean, as far as like a texture and no, taste the, the, component, they are absolutely the they're, same. They're, they're roughly the same. So you're not getting a pie form, so you're not getting a, a crust, but you're taking a dish and you're adding marshmallows to it, and it's yeah. like it's to me, it's it's insulting because like the sweet potato is already sweet. And now you're just adding this other sweet marshmallow or mini marshmallow on top of it. Why do you need sweet on sweet? Who is well, doing it? I mean, no, this is not the pie. <laughs> all right? This is not the pie. This is just some thing you threw in a baking dish. All right? Two, it's not good enough to be a dessert. It is a dessert reject. All right? It's not good enough to be a standalone side dish. And someone's like, oh, we're going to throw marshmallows on and it's going to be fine. No. All right? You're, you're, what were we talking about a couple weeks ago? Like, you can't half-ass kind of two things, all right? You got to do one thing correctly. <laughs> do one thing right. It, it's not that complex. It's really not. Look, it's... It doesn't look great when it comes out to either... It, you know, like, <laughs> it, depending on the person baking it, one time I had them, like, totally overdo the marshmallows on top. It was just, like, completely black with the orange. It would have been perfect for Halloween. Mm-hmm. But not for Thanksgiving, man. man I, all right, so... I'll say that's actually a fair point, and yeah, I think there's some differences. I guess the first thing I wanted to address is, so you're not okay with the sweet on sweet just because it isn't a pie? Because it's not trying to be a dessert. It is trying to be a side dish. Okay, because I was saying, because I was like, sweet on sweet is like the foundation of our stuff. Like, I mean, apple pie. No, 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 no. it's having an identity crisis. So then I, I, okay, that's, that's somewhat fair. I'm okay with that. Um, Then I guess the other things, kind of like you were saying with... uh, the marshmallows being overdone, a, a different consideration I have for if you're just doing candy yams is sometimes you don't get the right, or you don't get the same consistency throughout all the yams. If you're doing yeah. candy yams, because whereas if you're going for like a sweet potato pie, um, you're, you're basically making the filling. So for better or worse, I mean, it's going to be consistent throughout the pie to where you don't have those weird texture changes throughout. Yeah, you get smooth and lumpy, and then you get... So I I would say that, in that sense, candy DMs are an inferior version from from that perspective as well. So I'm not hating your number four just because 
I mean, when you put the two together, I would much rather have a well, like I said, a well-executed sweet potato pie versus the alternative being candy DMs uh, in, in year I, number I, four. I just here. think our listeners are smart enough that they should be adults and just eat your desserts when you're supposed to eat dessert and eat your side dishes <laughs> when you're supposed to eat your side dishes. All right, you don't you don't need a potato with with brown sugar and marshmallows on it. So yeah, that that actually didn't turn out as controversial as I was expecting. Is we'll see. I think, I think I think we kind of had some commonality there. Actually, I've gotten some hate in other episodes. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on to number three on the best list here. What I technically have is mashed potatoes and gravy, um, but but ultimately the gist here is. A potato dish so it can be mashed potatoes and gravy or variations on that if you like uh, you know mashed potatoes and chives something like that just whatever it is it's it's a potato based dish that's inside of your meal because to be honest with a thanksgiving meal it's one thing you can't go without and that's one of the huge importance items that it brings is that if you were to take you know the mashed potatoes out of the thanksgiving meal it would be sorely missed because it's a necessary piece of balance to everything else to where it not only meshes well with all the other flavors like your turkey, your uh, green beans, whatever else you're eating, but, but it, it's also, it's just something that you, you, like I said, you can't do without, you can't, you can't take it out of the picture. It, it would change everything. Um, also, it, fa- it tastes fantastic. I don't think there, there's many people who would dislike I guess mashed potatoes and gravy is the example dish that I've kind of put out there. But, I mean, I, I think it's pretty safe to say it's it's the glue uh, of any big Thanksgiving meal. So, do you are mashed potatoes superior to any other type of potatoes? Like, you know, some people do like scalloped potatoes. Some people do like potatoes au gratin. I, I will not say mashed potatoes and gravy are, are superior because, for example, I love potatoes au gratin. I think that is... You, you can never go wrong with that, I think. But you don't I, see I, it that often. You, you don't see it that often. I mean, it... it it's kind of it weird, takes, right? It takes a little bit more time it, and care. It, it is a lot with, of effort. With the mashed potatoes and gravy, I mean, you can make the mashed potatoes, make the gravy, and it, it, neither recipe is very complicated. With potatoes au gratin, it takes a little more tender love and care to, to get it, especially if, if you want it the right, you know, texture of the potatoes, the meltiness, the cheese, all, 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 all that those types of considerations, it's, it's harder to execute, but it's a, it's, if you have the time and dedication for it, potatoes hot rotten is almost unbeatable. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I've never made it. I kind of want to, you know, if, if our lunch ladies could make it mm-hmm. back in the day, we can give it a go. It may not be as good, but we will yeah. try it. But yeah. So I guess that one's more of a safe pick. So I, I let you I, down. I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't really argue that one, sir. All right. I'll kick it back to you then. Well, I guess, hold on, my, my only question for you, I assume for Thanksgiving, is it brown gravy, or do you prefer country gravy? Usually brown gravy. For so, Thanksgiving, so For right? Thanksgiving, yes. okay. I know, yeah, here in Texas, we we usually use the country gravy for a lot of things, but, I mean, when it comes to Thanksgiving time, I feel like the, the common option is still the, the brown gravy. Okay, no, I, was just, I, um, I had to clarify for the listeners. Yeah, no, that's, I agree. So, my number three, I, I guess... <clears throat> I guess this is an off-the-wall choice. Um, ambrosia salad, or pretty much any kind of fruit salad. All right, so almost a small consistency with my number four here. But whoever thought it was a good idea to like cut up a bunch of fruit, throw it in a bowl 
which is already bad, all right? You want to eat fruit in its purest form. Once you start cutting it up and throwing it in other things, it gets aged, it gets bruised, it gets mushy. And then we're going to add, like, we're going to add coconut, and then we're going to add whipped cream, and we're going to add marshmallows to it. Who thought this was a good idea? You know, most commonly it was, like, mandarin oranges and cherries and pineapples. It's like, oh, let's mix <laughs> marshmallows and grapes and, and coconut into this, and let's just... Let's just stir it up and serve it. It's disgusting. <laughs> like, it, it, you're biting into little, like, pockets, almost like a gusher, but just, like, with this whipped cream surrounding you. Whipped cream and marshmallow. So, like, you, it, you don't even go through it very well. It's like a slow chomp through space and time to get through it, all right? <laughs> it's always made by the old people in your family. Always, right? And you feel like, oh, did Aunt Sally get a hair in the ambrosia salad? It's like, I don't want any of that. And then she always goes, hey, little Matt, did you get some ambrosia salad? But she never said ambrosia because that's, you know, I think that's technically like food of the gods or something. It's tied to like Greek mythology. <laughs> but like, it's, you don't want to get it, but you get a spoonful just to make your Aunt Sally happy. All right, but it's it's not good. Just eat fruit by itself or save room for pie. Like you talked about, you love sweet potato pie. You talked about pumpkin pie a little bit, apple pie, pecan pie. Save room for that kind of stuff. I, I don't know why no one's ever like gone to your family's house for Thanksgiving. Man, I can't wait for this ambrosia salad. Can't wait for it. You know what? You can wait. You can wait forever. Get it out. I'm actually going to reinforce everything you said there. I I completely agree with all the points. Um, for, for one, yeah, it's kind of like it ends up being, in, in when you put it into practice, it ends up just being this like disgusting mush of stuff. I think the most common place that I've encountered it is at like buffets. And also like when you take like the serving spoon and you stick it in there just... It just feels weird. It and, does feel and, weird. And squishy and just, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't feel good. And going to another point you made, uh, kind of at the very beginning, you were saying once you start cutting up, you know, fruits and like sticking them in other things, you actually start to make things worse. Yep. So like, just like a hypothetical, like, so kind of like with the embroidered salad, I mean, you're mixing a bunch of fruits and stuff with, you know, like whipped cream type, type, type uh, stuff in there. If you were to compare that, like an ambrosia salad, versus, you know, just straight up taking a slice of apple and dipping it in some Cool Whip or something like that, what would you prefer to do? The second one, because you still have the crisp of the apple mm -hmm. with the freshness of the Cool Whip. Because that's the problem. Your marshmallow starts to get, like, really firm, and then, but the Cool Whip also starts degrading itself, so it gets, like, mushier. So, like, the two form, like, some sort of, like, Elmer's super glue. Like, it's just, I, I don't know, it, it's some paste that it'd be good to, like, throw at someone. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. And it's one of those things, too, I think, over time, it, it's showing up less and less in Thanksgivings. And good. So, I think, I think, I think it's slowly being phased out, which... Which may speak to some of your concerns there, but I, yeah, I, I can't disagree with with that selection. So then, well, let's go on to your so number two. Pop in here at number two is another classic, 
this is where I've got Turkey. Uh, you, you knew it was going to show up eventually. So I, I know I talked about ham being a, a great alternative to Turkey, but, but ultimately I think a ideal Thanksgiving feast has both options to where you have Turkey and you have ham. And then the other discussion I kind of want to have right now with Turkey is I'm going to piggyback off what you said earlier. I think the best form of turkey is if you go ahead and you fry it, which mm-hmm. tastes absolutely fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. It's terrible for you and your family for from a health Who, perspective. Thanksgiving <laughs> Thanksgiving in general is terrible for yeah, you. Yeah, so I, I think that's a, a very valid counterpoint. Um, so if you do that, it's fantastic. Um, but even if you go the traditional route, you know, with, with baking, that always tastes great as well. Like I said, as long as you make sure that the turkey stays moist enough, I mean, you're going to end up with a great meal, especially if you have gravy prepared for that and mashed potatoes. And, and then, yeah, the traditional roast turkey is always great for sandwiches. And if you want to make a turkey salad or w- whatever it is you want to do with the days subsequent to, to Thanksgiving, I suppose you can do some of the same activities with, with the fried turkey as well um, in a different context. But but yeah, I, I, I would say that overall, just as a Thanksgiving food, Turkey is a staple for a reason. It's going to keep showing up for, for a reason. It, it tastes great. Um, I, I mean, there's not so, much else to be said. Yeah, it's also it's you a know delicacy because you, you you don't eat turkey in the context like you do with Thanksgiving very often. Like usually, you only encounter turkey in the deli meat format. Um, there's you, you don't really have a true baked turkey or a true fried yeah. turkey any other time of the so, year. So, Nathan, I do have some things to say, actually, yeah. that you did not cover. One, compared to ham, turkey is vastly superior from an economical standpoint. <laughs> it is so much cheaper than a big ham. Ham is expensive. Um, turkey costs nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, two, frying, it's becoming more popular um, I think it is still more of a southern thing, but be very careful if you've never fried a turkey before. Um, you know, I'm sure you see on the internet lots of videos of people, you know, frying a frozen turkey. And then... <laughs> oh yes, never fry a frozen turkey at all. It has to be 100 percent thought out. Two, if you've never done it, you should do it in peanut oil. You can do it in canola or vegetable, but you want to do it in peanut oil. But also, <laughs> you need to put the right level of oil. In the in the in the uh, pot, um, it's very easy to overflow it, and that's what starts a lot of those fires. That and the frozen turkeys. So again, be mindful. A lot of people will do a test run by putting in like water, and then you put in the frozen turkey and see how high it goes up. Um, but it it is it is far superior, and it's far quicker. The time to fry a turkey compared to the time to like oven roast a turkey <laughs> is insane. People oven roast a turkey for hours and hours and hours and hours, checking it all the time. You know, frying a turkey, it's like three minutes a pound. <laughs> so, you know, you know, a lot of turkeys can be done, you know, 40, 35, 40 minutes uh, in my experience. So, and it's fun injecting it. You get like Cajun injector or Creole butter and you just, <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun process, you know, stabbing a needle into this bird and filling all the nooks and crannies and orifices <laughs> with, with just goodness. Oh, it's, it's a fun time. Yeah, I guess I'll say too, so you, you've kind of talked about the merits of, of frying a turkey, but uh, one thing I'll point out is really when it comes to Thanksgiving, you ultimately kind of end up with two types of people. There, there's one person who's 
all about the turkey and that's really like their their favorite part of the meal and then there's the the person who loves all the side dishes and that's really what they live for and kind of what their name of the game is so the other benefit i guess is if you want to have a little bit more of a guilt-free conscious going after all the side dishes if the turkey is baked you can kind of think in the back of your head oh hey i baked the turkey i didn't fry it so at least i'm you know saving some health considerations there and it it it, it it allows you more to, to feel free to dig into those extra scoops of mashed potatoes or or what have you. If that's if that's really what you're going after here, the turkey isn't isn't your focal point. Look, Nathan, I, I, I yes and no at the same time because like look, most people when they're getting the turkey, most people aren't getting a lot of the fried bits. Most people aren't getting the skin. I will pick at it. I, I do love the skin; it's amazing. But most people don't get it. Two, you're lathering it with gravy no matter what. <laughs> so, like, really, are you really saving in calories there? Well, I mean, same there. Like, if, if it's a baked turkey, you feel less guilty putting the gravy on if gravy is what you're after. You'd be like, oh, hey, yeah, you I know can why put you this feel, extra You gravy. know why you feel less guilty? Because it's necessary. Because your turkey is dry. Because it was in the oven. <laughs> I think, uh... <laughs> Air fry your turkey. Did you say air fry? People, I, I have the people not have done that too. Had much experience I, with that. That that is that, that's something I've never tried. I, I've never. So I mean, I've tasted you know traditional fried turkeys, but I've never tasted an air fried turkey. I have tasted one. Um, it's good. It's still better than an oven turkey. It's not as good as a traditional peanut oil fried turkey. So it's 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 almost like a compromise between the two, to where you're getting a. Healthier still, option than the fried turkey, but you think it tastes better. It's than the juicier than oven, not as flavorful as traditional fried oil. Okay, that's so. So I guess yeah, if you want to meet in the middle, uh, I guess that that would be a potential option. There. I was gonna say if, if you're I mean, if you're so health conscious, yeah, air fried. Would probably then, I mean, would that be a little bit safer too? I, I'm not as familiar with the. Are, I mean, are you familiar with like regular air fryers, just regular ones? I mean, yeah, but I've never it's, seen it's it. It's the same thing. It's just bigger. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So yeah, it's a lot safer. So if you're scared, or if you have like in a small apartment, then yes, air like air frying might be the way to go. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. So I guess I'll unless you have anything else to add on the turkey side, I guess we can hop over to number two on your. your yeah. List. So my number two shouldn't take too long. So every single time you have a holiday meal, there's always a bowl of like boiled or like canned vegetables. Like, without fail. And, you know, specifically, I'm talking about, like, carrots, peas, green beans, and corn. You know, like the regular regular vegetable medley. It's always there. Someone makes you open a few cans, throw it in there. Sometimes they'll make you throw some butter or, like, pepper in it to try to, like, spice it up. But nobody wants it. (laughs) Nobody's ever asked for this. And, you know, people think, oh, well, we have to be health conscious or we have to have other options. It's like, no, you don't. All right, Thanksgiving is not about variety. It's about quality. You want good quality dishes. It kind of, you know, to me, it's almost like a dinner roll. It doesn't really serve a purpose. So those vegetables, I don't have much to say. Get them out. They're bland. There's so many other vegetable options. You know, you might even cover it. Um, They're boring. They're an afterthought. But they stay there. They're persistent. They're annoying. They're like a zit you can't get rid of. All right. Let, let me throw this out there. What if... Is it basically just because they're being served 
as is? Like, what if somebody takes a canned vegetable and spices them up a little bit? Like, oh, hey, let me take this can of corn and let's get some, like, Cajun seasoning and other types of stuff in the mix to, you know, like, spice it up a little bit. Or let, let me take... Uh, let, let me take maybe, I don't know, uh, what if, one of the other options you said is, uh, what you said, carrots, I, I guess. Is that one of the ones you said? That's one of the Let, ones. Let's get those, let's, let's mix those with some brown sugar and get those flavored up a bit or something like that. Like, if somebody were to spruce them up a little bit, would that change your opinion at all? It, for me, it wouldn't. So, you know... You would rather than go with, like, actual fresh vegetables? Yeah. Is that kind of your... If you're going to do it, go with that. So, like, I've seen people do, like, Brussels sprouts and, like, bacon. It's fantastic. Or, like, cabbage and bacon. It's good. You know, I've seen people do, like, broccoli cheese rice. That's delicious, too. But just those vegetables are so boring. Like, yeah, you can throw some seasoning on it. But, like, if I wanted to do that, I would just smother it in gravy. But even that doesn't really (laughs) help those vegetables. And doesn't that say something? If I pour a bunch of brown gravy on you and you're still, like, eh, there's a, there's a problem, and we have to solve that problem. That, that that's fair. And uh, going back in some of our prior discussions, I mean, usually vegetables are not the most desired part of the meal a lot of the times. So you really have to do something fantastic to 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 make a difference and to change that general opinion. But but yeah, I guess if we don't have anything to add on that, I'm going to hop to my number do one. Do it, do it, man. Which, uh, funny enough, is a vegetable dish. So here I have green bean casserole. Oh God! Yes. And this is th- this is one of the instances that I just talked about where you take a vegetable and you make something fantastic out of it. So with green bean casserole, I mean, usually the core ingredients you're ending up with are green beans, but you're also getting cream of mushroom soup and French fried onions, and and you're basically creating something spectacular where you get this. Crunch, you get this creaminess, you get this tanginess, you add all this flavor, probably sodium as well, but once again, going to Thanksgiving, we're not as concerned about health as we are, but green bean casserole is one of the true times where you can take a vegetable and make it an integral part of another dish and then make something that's actually truly fantastic. And green bean casserole is something that really you, you only eat at Thanksgiving time too. So it's something you you kind of wait all year for to where it still has that... that uh, you know, kind of unique quality to it, to where it's, it's something special. You like miss it's, it, it's like you know. Treat. Like a lot of times, you know, you might get tired of your favorite food because it doesn't go away. Green bean casserole goes away, and that that is the special sauce of it. All right, man. Yeah, because it it's probably my favorite Thanksgiving dish. Also, yeah. it is just a warm goodness with a perfect crunch, and just it, it makes me feel all warm on the inside. <laughs> it's like a it's like a holiday miracle. <laughs> It, it really is, man. Just, you know, I love mushrooms. I love green beans. I love onions. It just, I want some right now. It's starting to get a little chilly down here. And I, I want some green bean casserole. And yeah, like, I understand if somebody says turkey is the number one, that's always going to be the number one because it's always going to be that main entree. But when it comes to the side dishes, I mean, does anything really beat green bean casserole? Like, it's... I feel like it's got a slight edge for just about all the big side dishes out there. Because um, it, it's also one of those ones, too, where it's hard to execute badly. Like, it's just such a good concept that really I don't think I've ever had a green bean casserole that was bad. Have you? I'm sure I've had some that were just eh. But again, the eh was pretty good. So, <laughs> I, I, you know... It's hard to screw up, which is a, it's a good thing. 
I, I love it. <laughs> um, so let's go on to my number one, which I know is going to upset many people. And I, I don't apologize for this, but stuffing. <laughs> stuffing is the worst Thanksgiving food ever. You son of a good. Or dressing, if you want to call it dressing. Whatever you want, to, whatever nomenclature you use for this stale bread is fine. All right. So who thought, hey, we're just gonna we're gonna get some bread and we're gonna get like some celery. And nowadays, people have gotten fancy. I've seen like apples. I've seen cranberries. I've seen sausage. Yeah. I'm have not, you seen these things? I'm. I'm not a big fan of the apple and cranberry varieties. I, I, I like generally the, you know, the more normal traditional. Options, you know, like the, you know, some kind of a celery, bread, yeah, onion, celery, on, yeah, herbs. Exactly. But like it's it's just old bread. So like you know, I can't be inconsistent. If I said I didn't like dinner rolls, I get that this stale bread is more flavorful. But like it's it's just bread. Why not just have an extra serving of green bean casserole? <laughs> Save I'm, room for that. You don't need this. All right. You got me intrigued with the sausage actually variation. I've never had that before. I've had it, and it helps. It certainly helps. It's sausage. How could it not see, be good? See, that's the thing, though. Is like with with stuffing. If it's like the stuffing that's actually inside of the the bird, if you're doing a turkey, like I mean, it's soaking up a lot of those juices. It. It's bringing in a bunch of different flavors. I think it's pretty fantastic. Like I, I get that is different from if you're if you're making stuffing outside of, of the actual animal as you're as you're cooking like that. That that's a little bit of a different ball game. Um, See, you think it's soaking up juices. All right, so let's say you're actually doing the stuffing route, right? So you put it inside of your bird. All it's doing. Imagine like whenever you don't use your sponge for like a week. <laughs> and it gets super dehydrated. All you're doing is slowly rehydrating it. That's all you're doing. You're not really adding anything to it. All right? It's also the least sexy of the Thanksgiving foods. It's just like this greenish-brown blah. But the, see, see, it's, not, it's not sexy. It doesn't make you go, mmm, that's delicious looking. But you're killing, though. It's one of the great stories of Thanksgiving. It's not about what it looks like. It's about what it tastes like. So it's one of those things where stuffing, hey, yeah, it doesn't look like the most appetizing thing in the world. I'll give you that. But when you taste it, it tastes fantastic. So I think it's one of those things that it's a wholesome message inside of a Thanksgiving meal. And to be honest, I thought you might have been upset that I did not have stuffing in my top five. Because honestly, no, see, it very I, well could have been. I like to save room for things <clears throat> that matter. So meat, your green bean casseroles, you know, your mashed potatoes and gravy... If you start filling, and that's the problem, a lot of these rookie eaters who don't know how to eat put like a third of their plate with stuffing, all right? And then they only eat one plate, and they worked all day in this kitchen. Like, moms are guilty of it. Like, my, my, my mother loves stuffing. Like, that's her favorite. But she'll have like half a plate of stuffing, and that's just kind of it. And I'm like, Mom, you just worked like eight hours all day in the kitchen, and that's it? She's like, I guess you're right. And I was like, yeah, I'm right. All right, because stuffing is overrated. I got to disagree. So I would get it if you're spending too much of your meal on the rolls. So going back to your number five there, like if you're having too many rolls in the mix there, I get that. But honestly, stuffing is 
is another item that's really unique to Thanksgiving where the only time you're really going to get it is, is when you have the Thanksgiving meal. And then even on top of that, it doesn't reheat well. well apart from the initial meal. Isn't that part never, of the problem? It's never going to be the same. But what I'm saying here is there, you really can't fault somebody for getting as much of it as they can during the initial meal before it will never reach that same texture. Because it's already old. Yet. It's old bread. <laughs> You know, no, see, no, you're making arguments for me because you know when you eat most of your Thanksgiving food? After Thanksgiving. All right? And if I can't enjoy it because it's like this weird, hard, tasteless mush, why did you spend so much time and effort doing it in the first place? I guess the other side of the same coin is it's even more unique than green bean casserole because green bean casserole tastes great no matter what because, like, afterwards it reheats well. If you want to eat the thing cold, it tastes good cold even. But but with stuffing, not only is it only available at Thanksgiving time, it's really only available and at its prime in that initial meal to where it's it's like a, a one-day release every year to where you're never going to get it again. And so I think that's... that's <laughs> I think it's, it's the, the most unique of all the foods that we've mentioned in that in that respect. Look, I understand I'm going to get hate for that. All I'm telling you, you listeners, is just learn how to attack Thanksgiving food more efficiently. All right? Get more of your turkeys. Get more of your hams. Get more of your good carbs. Your potatoes. If you have mac and cheese, you know, if you have your green bean casseroles, get the things that taste amazing, but don't fill you up as much as stuffing. Hate on me if you want. (laughs) <laughs> I will remain a hater, but uh, going on, so I, I guess for my list, is there any certain things that you were upset that did not make the top five on the best side? So, earlier, you talked about your love of sweet potato pie. Yep. I think there are two pies that are vastly superior to sweet potato pie and to pumpkin pie, because I also don't think pumpkin pie is very good. Okay. Pecan pie. Pecan pie is fantastic. It's terrible for you, just like everything else on this list. But it, it, it is the be- It is so much better than pumpkin pie. It, it's it's insane. And then apple pie. Just those two pies. When I sit down at Thanksgiving, I have to have a piece or two or three. Um, so yeah, I, I would have chose chose those over uh, sweet potato. I'll agree with that because I guess with the. Uh... With both those pies, I, I do like them a lot. I also don't associate those as much with Thanksgiving specifically. Because since pecan pies and apple pies, at least in Texas, are both available year-round at different places. They, they are also served at Thanksgiving, so I guess going I by gonna, criteria... I, I understand that more with you're, apple. You're, you're fair again. Because well, I guess with pecan pies, you still see them a lot at barbecue restaurants like <laughs> outside of the Thanksgiving season. But... Honestly, I think that's a really fair critique. Pecan pie is great. I I can't say anything negative about it, honestly. Yeah. I think um, it's, it's superb. Yeah, the only other ones I would consider, again, probably, they're not, they're not Thanksgiving-specific staples, but a lot of people do serve some sort of mac and cheese after yeah. Thanksgiving. Or, again, I think I mentioned it. I love broccoli cheese rice. I've seen that a lot. I'm a big fan of that. You get a veggie, mm-hmm. you get rice, you get cheese. What else do you want? Um but no, I think you got you you got most of the big hitters, man. Uh, I was pretty proud of your list. 
Actually, it's kind of funny. So going on the honorable mentions, one of the ones I had was mac and cheese. And kind of the same thing you were thinking. It's, you know, it's kind of just a general meal staple in general, but it does show up at Thanksgiving a lot. And so mac and cheese really can't go wrong with it. And especially too at Thanksgiving, sometimes people try different variations. They'll throw in extra cheeses or something. They do it like in an extra special recipe than the usual. So sometimes it actually can be turned out to be one of the better dishes at the table. Um, but then honorable mentions, one of the ones I had was stuffing, uh, not realizing it was going to be the top of your list on the most hated there. And then, um, the only other thing I had to add that you didn't say, uh, although we've talked about it was, was pumpkin pie. And, uh, more specifically, I I think a great variation on the pumpkin pie are the pumpkin whoopee cookies or pumpkin whoopee pies. If you ever had them, I don't think I have, it's basically, it's a cookie where, it's a cookie sandwich, I guess is a better way to describe it, where the cookies are kind of like a doughy pumpkin uh, type of feeling to where it's, it's a little bit sticky in some ways. And then the, there's a cream filling the middle. It's usually kind of like a, a cream cheese type of taste to it, um, to, to where you get through and it's like a, a sweet and tangy type of experience to where it's, it's really a, a truly great variation on the pumpkin pie to where you're basically turning something else, adding in that cream cheese element. And I think it works out fantastic. Um, but then again, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, getting a slice of pumpkin pie and, and then, you know, adding cool whip if that's what you're about or eating a plain. I, I think a pumpkin pie, it's, it's, it's a classic once again, for a reason, similar to the Turkey and it's going to survive. But, uh, I guess popping over to, so, yeah, so I, I had a couple honorable mentions. Okay, you can go ahead. Yeah, l- let me go with that first. So, Actually, no, let me let me say mine. Okay. I don't want to. No, no, go ahead. All right. Th- there was two. Uh, th- the first one was just kind of general. I was just going to say any type of cauliflower dish uh, because sometimes there's different types of, like, cauliflower-based dishes people try to put in the mix. I, I guess this may relate somewhat to your I – g- I guess you, you really were more targeting towards the canned vegetables with your number two, but – I think a lot of times people try to bring a cauliflower-based dish into the mix, um, even with cheese or other types of elements. <laughs> Going back to our vegetable episode, it's better with broccoli. <laughs> Anything broccoli and cheese is going to be far superior, so just leave cauliflower out. But then the other thing I was going to say was cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce is overrated. Actually, that was one of my... Okay, that, 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 I was, that, I was that, thinking it's going to be almost made the list. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk about it first then. But. So, like, I don't hate how the canned sauce looks as, as much as other people do. Other people hate, like, just this cylinder jelly with the lines in it. I don't think it looks that bad, but it doesn't taste good at all. Um, it's weird to split up. <laughs> so you get it all out of the can. It's like, do you, do you lay it flat? Do you start picking <laughs> at it? Do you slice it? Um, I've seen people like just start tearing it apart, like they're playing Operation. Um, it to me, it doesn't really add. Like, what do you, what do you really put it with? I mean, it's just kind of its own thing. I, I, I've seen people eat it with rolls. I've seen people put it with stuffing. I've seen, but it's like eh. I've mainly seen people just eat it by itself for what it is. But I guess similar to you, I'm not has turned off by the appearance where it's kind of got like that weird can shape to it. If you do that, the canned cranberry sauce mm-hmm. for me, it's, 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 yeah, it's really taste based. And it's one of those things too. Like, I mean, as you get older, your, your taste buds change drastically. 
over time. But it's one of those things where, as a kid, I didn't like it. As a teenager, I didn't like it. As an adult, I don't like it. And it may be for a different reason each time, but it's just not a flavor that I find pleasant. And the other thing I'll throw out there is I've never really had a truly uh, what would be considered objectively great homemade cranberry sauce. So maybe that's something that would change my opinion in the future. Um, but, but sticking to the canned variety, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, if you will. yeah. I mean, my philosophy is if you have a good gravy, why do you need another sauce? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, can you even really call it a sauce? It just seems kind of like a, it's almost like a jello. Like, I feel like even the name can be somewhat of a weird, almost misconception, not like misconception, maybe like a mislabel of what it actually is. Yeah. I, you know what? You're on something there, sir. Um, the only other honorable mention I had, I don't know if I would count this more as a side dish or like in the appetizer realm, but macaroni salad. <laughs> <laughs> See, you laugh. Macaroni salad. Take almost everything I said with fruit salad and just apply it to this. All right. Nobody asks like, hey, before they sit down and eat their whole meal or with their hot food for this cold pasta with like little pieces of ham or peas or like I've seen like mayo in it, binding it all together. Nobody wants that. Like, why would you bring it, Grandma? Get it out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say, I mean... I get where you're coming from too, but at the same time, I've had some macaroni salads I thought were absolutely fantastic. I have too. Lifetime. I just so don't think they couple, go with Thanksgiving. There, there's a couple that are, are are really freaking good. I can't say I've had that same experience with the ambrosia and fruit salad you're talking about, but with macaroni salad, there are some where I think it's a really it's a really good flavor balance, and and I, I think is underappreciated, even though it is this weird cold macaroni dish. I think it really depends on the execution. Um, I guess I'm trying to think. I, I don't really have it. See at, again, uh, it just to me, though. yeah, it just doesn't mix with. It. I've seen it at a lot of Thanksgivings. I've been to, and again, if you want to serve it to me at another time, if you want to have an Easter meal, fine, but not at Thanksgiving, man. Thanksgiving is sacred. All right, get it out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that does it. I don't really have anything more on the negative side than how mine. I think you covered everything else. Um, really, yeah. The only big disagreement I had was kind of on your your stuffing choice there. Well, I, again, I guess I, a little I, bit I, to the dinner rolls as well. But I know it's gonna be unpopular. I get your point. I get your point on dinner rolls, not as much on the stuffing specifically. Again, I know it's not popular, but if I can get one person to just rethink their life, <laughs> I, I've done good here. You know, so um, anything else about Thanksgiving you want to say? No, I, I, I guess to your point, no leftover stuffing. Eat it all in the first go. If you're stuffing, you know, oriented, just make that a priority at the meal. Everything else that we talked about, I think, tastes just as good leftover. Oh, shoot. I guess you mentioned rolls. That would not apply. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, look, if you want to make a sandwich with the leftovers with your rolls, fine. Um, again... My dad used to always just take the ham and he'd fry it up with eggs. We'd have ham and eggs. Or like, you know, you know, in my older age, I'd just make everything like a chipotle bowl. i just kind of just throw it all in there. Uh, why worry about separating it? Just nuke it all in the microwave. Um, but anyways, just, just finish your food. Don't let it go to waste. Yeah. But um, 
Other than that, I, I guess we're going to finish our beers here, um, but we are thankful. We're thankful for all the food yeah. on our plates. Thankful uh, for those around us. Yeah, we're also thankful for you guys who listen to us. Um, we're always, you know, willing to hear your feedback and comments, and if you have any beer recommendations, please let us know. Um, but don't give us cranberry sauce recommendations. We're done with that. <laughs> but uh, until next time, guys, enjoy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you on the next show. <laughs>